Hi, welcome to the 20th episode of the Customer Support Podcast, and this is your host, Sandeep Jain. In this podcast, we invite thought leaders from customer support function from both B2B and B2C companies so that you can learn about challenges, opportunities, and best practices around setting up a world-class support organization. Today's podcast is about B2B support, and our guest is Patty Hatter. Patty has deep expertise in the enterprise sector uh, with over 25 years experience in senior leadership roles. Currently, Patty is the Senior Vice President of Global Customer Services at Palo Alto Networks. Before that, she was the CIO as well as the GM for the services business at McAfee. Prior to that, she was Vice President of Business Operations at Cisco. And before that, she was Vice President of Client and Professional Services at AT AT&T. Patty has been on the board of several publicly traded companies. Uh, Currently, she's on the board of 2.6. In addition to that, Patty also serves as an advisor to several technology startups. Patty has also won several awards. She got Woman of the Influence Award for 2016, Transformational CIO Leadership Award, and Judge's Choice Award for the CIO of the Year. Now with that, I would like to extend a very warm welcome to Patty. Patty, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Great to chat with you. Likewise. Uh, so Patty, could you just start talking about you and your professional journey, uh, how you came about into Palo Alto Networks, and you have been across several big companies and small companies. Uh, could, you, could you just give an audience a sense about uh, your professional journey? Right. Well, I've, uh, I, I started out in, um, in Bell Labs, two engineering degrees uh, out of uh, college, and you know, expected uh, my career path to, to be in a, in a very technical uh, path. It was interesting, one of uh, my early, uh, early bosses, I was at uh, Bell, AT&T Bell Labs at the time, and one of my early bosses gave me an incredible opportunity to go to Europe and basically start a new, um, a new business for Bell Labs over there, similar to what we had been building in the uh, US. And I would say that was the, one of the uh, single things that, Put me much more in a business uh, managing P&Ls, uh, working directly with customers, pushed me in that path as opposed to uh, sort of sticking in the more uh, technical path. Since then, I've had P&L roles, trans, you know, corporate uh, transformation roles, CIO roles, which is the uh, you know, the best job to have had in your past because you learn so much from that of what, of, of how to manage so many things. You have your fingers in the pie across a uh, company. You're trying to help every function and organization transform in a uh, basically ever-shrinking budget, which most CIOs are dealing with. So that was a great uh, a great experience to uh, have. And then most recently, my last two roles, both at uh, McAfee and here at Palo Alto Networks, has been um, driving the services transformation and taking my transformational roles, my starting new businesses, my CIO roles, uh, my prior uh, services uh, roles, and, you know, really culminating that into the work that we're doing here at uh, Palo Alto Networks right now. Got it. Thank you for sharing that, Patty. Now, I'm pretty sure all of my audience are aware about Palo Alto Networks, but 
could you just give a little bit more intro about the company and specifically who are your customers? Right, right. So Palo Alto Networks has really had an incredible run starting out as the, the leader in the next-gen firewall space. <clears throat> so we, uh, the company was built on, you know, a spectacularly successful hardware product and the pivot that we're, we're doing now, and actually this is the, the, one of the many things that I found so fascinating and why I joined the uh, company in August is as we pivot more from a uh, hardware company to much more of a SaaS, uh, software-based company, that pivot, our server, our global customer services organization is so critical in being able to really enable that shift. I just find that fascinating. A, B, I think we, from a Palo Alto Networks perspective, have a huge role that we can, we're already playing and that we can continue to enhance in how we're supporting our enterprise customers. So when I put my CIO hat back on for a second, our enterprise customers are struggling so much from a cybersecurity perspective because there's so many different companies in the mix that have you know, very interesting products, but are left to, it really leave, leaves our enterprise customers with the need to try to stitch everything together themselves. Um, that's interesting, but enterprise customers, most are really struggling with how to get enough cybersecurity professionals into the mix. So when cybersecurity companies are tossing over the wall a bunch of interesting features and products, it makes it so hard, basically impossible, for enterprise customers to really use that. And that's why you see a real um, underutilization of, uh, of products that, especially in the cybersecurity space, that our enterprise customers are uh, dealing with from a general perspective. So with Palo Alto Networks, we are pushing very much into the, into the path of providing much more of an integrated platform based off of the you know great heritage that we have in the uh, next gen firewall space and augmenting that with quite a number of uh, acquisitions that we have uh, made over the past year from more of a a, a SaaS software delivered uh, perspective so when you look at where the company is uh, going the journey that we're on for our global customer uh, services organization that, that I lead right now, we have the whole spectrum of customer engagement services from support, professional services, and, and the customer success teams that we're, we are rapidly growing based on the, the, uh, the new uh, SaaS capabilities that we're enabling in the market. So as the whole company is trying to pivot to much more of a uh, software delivered SaaS delivered business model. So we're going through a very interesting, um, very fast transformation across our global services uh, organization to really facilitate that for our customers. Great. Thank you for sharing that, Patty. And now, is there a separate education services like department at Palo Alto Networks, which is about giving giving the customers a sense of what these products are about or what the new features are about? 
Uh, we have that embedded really in, in everything that we're doing. That's a, a great question because we're, we're very focused on how we're enabling our customers and also how we're enabling our partners in, you know, we're providing services to our customers. Our partners are providing services to our uh, customers. So we're, we are amping up if that's, <laughs> that's the right word, but really amping up how much we're focused on that um, and, and how we're delivering that either ourselves or uh, in conjunction with our partners. Interesting. You know, I kind of forgot about that because you guys have a huge channel business as well. So how do you enable your partners to give the same kind of service that you would do as a company yourself? Oh, completely, completely. And in what makes it even more interesting is when you look at the, the transformation that we're going through from hardware to SaaS, our partners are going through that transition as well. So there's a lot of um, looking at which partners are, are able to really move as quickly as, as we are in, in that uh, transformation. We're, we're seeing significant growth in um, in those new SaaS offerings that we're bringing out to uh, market, so it's a great opportunity, but also a great challenge in how do you really support that? Because it's not just a it's it's not like the hardware of the old days where you sell it and you come back in three years to uh, to uh, talk about the renewal. It's really that whole thread, that whole customer journey of how is the customer using it. Are they really able to adopt it from a, um, a, an individual to individual basis across their, their, their companies, as well as additional functionality, additional capabilities that we're driving out as subscriptions? So we're trying to look at all the pieces of that um, and how, how we help lead that and how we bring our partners along to really make sure the level of service that we're providing to our customers is fantastic whether we're providing it or whether our partners are providing it. Understood. And Patty, with this hardware versus SaaS, is the biggest challenge in your mind just the initial adoption? Like uh, with the hardware, as you said, you know, somebody has bought it, so it probably will be there in the network for the next three to five years. Uh, there is a training aspect to, to those things. But with SaaS, somebody just buys a subscription, they are looking at the product and they're trying to get more sense of how to use this thing. And that's where I believe the customer success was kind of, kind of born to mm -hmm. help adoption for these uh, SaaS products. But in Palo Alto's case, is that, is that the biggest challenge that you see around adoption of these SaaS services or is there something else to this? Well, I would say it, it really changes everything because you, you have to start at how you're remodeling your customer experience from the time that your sales teams are working with customers because that whole, um, that whole connection of how do they think about it, how does it need to be architected, in, um, architected into the customer's environment. So getting the customer thinking about that, helping them through all that, and then that, that linkage from pre-sales into, into the the post-sales world with our uh, global customer services organization, we've seen that handoff get even more important as we're talking about um, software SaaS delivered capabilities because you, you can't just 
it, it's not appropriate just to leave it to the customer in a lot of ways, at least the, the capabilities that we're rolling out now, there's much more need to work with the customers and helping them architect their solution. So you really don't get caught in this shelfware scenario that's the, the cybersecurity industry's really lingered in way too long over the past few years. The customers have been buying things they can't figure out how to use. They've wasted that money, wasted that time, wasted those resources, and then they're still no better off. So we're, we're very sensitive from a, from a Palo Alto Networks perspective to make sure that we're thinking through as we pivot from hardware only to hardware hosted and, and SaaS solutions, what is that customer journey? How are we helping them architect and then drive the, the usage of these capabilities? But that um, sales to service handoff is very important, probably more important than it, it had been in, uh, in uh, traditional companies. Got it, Patty. And uh, my actually immediate follow-up would be, do you have any recommendations on how this handoff needs to be done because I've heard leaders talking about this, but it'll be good to get sort of a prescriptive view on <laughs> <laughs> how to unlock the magic sauce <laughs> around this. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll let you know once we yeah, write the prescription on that, but it's, it's, it's a number of things. It's a number of things. I would say, you know, having the, having clear handoffs and a clear, customer journey map defined so everybody knows how what is the best way to move a customer through this this engagement what do they need to learn what needs to be architected how do we make um, these capabilities best fit into their um, into the customer's environment really understanding those handoffs what information has to move from the various um, roles that we have across Palo Alto networks from sales into, um, into service. So we're never letting the, the, the customer drop. We, we have them through that whole journey. To facilitate that, we are, we're, we're going through quite a big um, uh, transformation in the offerings that we provide. Uh, both within our professional services organization as well as our customer success teams so that they're packaged up clear to help facilitate that handoffs between sales and into the, the post-sales world. So we're, we're making these bundles as, as easy to digest as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, and the other thing from a, from a new offering perspective is Every customer is different, so you want to marry these um, sort of pre-organized bundles that make it easy to consume with a level of differentiation where customers can choose the the level of the level of support that they're getting. So, you know, we're trying to have our cake and eat it too of bake the pieces as much as possible. I must be hungry. I'm using like a lot of <laughs> today. Didn't eat breakfast yet. But uh, uh, bake these offerings as much as possible, but give the right choice for the customers so they, they really can feel like, A, I'm getting, I'm getting what I need at the level of um, attention, service, help that's appropriate for where, 
for where they are. Got it. And uh, Barry, one last question on this: Is there any are there any specific tools that sort of stand out in uh, in helping to make this uh, handoff easier? Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say tools with the uh, handoffs. Although I'm a big proponent of uh, self-service perspective, so in learning as much as possible from all the, the folks that we have that are touching our customers, um, and taking all those insights, we think will best uh, target what their what their questions are and, and what their challenges are. So I would. Uh, self-service has been a big thing in the in the services space for a number of years, but what we're seeing from a machine learning perspective and how we're able to really refine what we're providing to our uh, customers, the information that we're getting to them based on what we know about their situation, um, we've we've made big strides in that recently, and we we are uh, continuing to really uh, push on that for. Uh, helping to differentiate our service even more going forward. Got it. It's interesting you talk about self-service, Patty. Some of my previous guests talk about self-service as chatbots, but uh, it, it hasn't worked out in the enterprise to the extent that it could. Uh, are there any specific aspects of self-service that you see working in enterprise environments? Uh, well, you know, at a certain point, uh, chatbots have gotten a bad rap, but it's all, all of that is really based on how, how are those models learning? What is the data? How do you keep refining those models? Um, but yeah, with the whole uh, chatbot thing, I think, uh, if, hey, if I start de deploying chatbots around, everything will get solved. That's not the point. The point is, how are you really learning from those interactions to make that experience even better going forward? Um, that's, that's the real secret to the success of those going forward and why certain companies have really had some very positive experiences from that and others have had very negative experiences. If you just tried to deploy <laughs> a chatbot without all the the underlying machine learning underneath to really drive that forward, to really make that experience better, you, you would not have gained anything from that at all. Got it. And Perry, are there any specific elements of self-service that are outside chatbots in your mind? Um, I think it helps on the knowledge that you're gleaning from prior experiences to help customers get an answer quicker, either directly getting that answer directly to the customers themselves or to the engineers that are working with the customers either online or, or on the phone that that, that information is getting teed up better. So I know we're having a lot of success in putting machine learning over our uh, knowledge-based articles because knowledge-based articles have been around forever. Um, people don't like to write them. People like even less to read them. Um, but the information in those in 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 those articles are really important. So the more that can be gleaned into um, in, into real insights and served up at the right time in in an engagement, either through the engineer that's working online or speaking directly with the customer, or in certain certain situations, 
um, that, that we're working with right now that that information served up directly to the uh, customer. So I, I encourage, I know we are, I encourage other companies really look at the underlying data. It's not just about the, that, that one interaction point, especially when you're talking about AI and machine learning. It's about the mechanism of how are you really making that, how are you pulling out those insights from the data from each of those interactions, making that model better so you're able to continue to refine, improve that experience. Got and it. And what, what you're learning from those models. No, that makes sense, Patty. And you are also leading, not just support, but you lead other teams as well, like success mm -hmm. and professional services. Uh, right. Can you talk about from that perspective, like how can one drive harmony amongst these separate teams? <laughs> <laughs> that well, you 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 use a very important term. Um, it's important to have harmony across all those groups. And and here's the here's no matter what the technology is, the whole point is to how do you really drive a seamless efficient and effective experience for the customers. And one of the things that, that I've been doing since I've been here at Palo Alto Networks is trying to take that outside in view of our customers because we've had you know, spectacular teams in each of those areas. Our support team is great, our PS team is great, our, our uh, growing CS teams are great, but we hadn't, yet really stitched it together into an experience that is spectacular. We had pockets of fantasticness, if that's a phrase, um, but it, it, was, it didn't feel as good as it could to our customers because we, we didn't sort of step out of our own shoes, put ourselves in the customer's shoes and say, what is the easiest flow from when a customer's interested in talking to us about new capabilities all the way to the point we get them, uh, we get that customer up and running, they're deployed and they're getting value from that outcome and not just, you know, purchase more stuff from us. And so maybe it's my time as a CIO, but I, I think it's very important for enterprise technology companies to put themselves as best they can, put themselves in the shoes of their customers and really figure out as their capabilities evolve, how do you make that um, information process, selection process, um, deployment and adoption process as smooth as possible. And so given that outside in perspective, we've then made a lot of progress over the past couple of months on how do we how do we connect the dots um, internally to enable that smooth process for our customers? And that has um, gotten clarity on the handoffs, gotten clarity on the roles and responsibilities between the yeah, teams, had us redefining um, offers within each of the teams a bit more. Um, and then uh, between our teams and the sales teams, how do we make that handoff as uh, smooth as uh, possible? And it's especially critical for us as we're accelerating the new products, uh, solutions, 
SaaS capabilities that we're bringing out to market as a company, um, that we have to have that very crisp clarity in uh, our uh, global customer services organization of who does what, when, and how, how do we get that flow of information as, as quickly, as smoothly as possible. Got it, got it. And Patty, in this SaaS, in the transition from hardware to SaaS, like from the perspective of customer success, support, or professional services, is one more critical than the other just from a perspective of this transition? Um, well, I don't know whether anybody would ever say, you know, one is more critical than the other, but each plays a very critical role. And companies have to be able to step back and say, what role do you want those, those skill sets to play and how are you grouping them? Um, and in certain cases, grouping them differently organizationally to best tackle that. And I think um, a lot of companies, it's easy to get lost in the weeds of everybody just work harder and it'll happen. But you really do have to step back and say, are there changes that we need to make in Who's, which part of the organization has traditionally done what? How do we line up things so we have some consistency in the customer engagement model, even though our products, our offerings, span hardware hosted in SaaS? So how do, how do you make something consistent that, this, that our sales teams feel comfortable in talking to customers about and that our customers can understand who's doing what, because we, I have to say, when I first got here, there was, you know, a, a bit of confusion internally of, uh, hey, we have these growing customer success teams, is everything customer success? And, you know, well, that doesn't make any sense, because then you're replicating the 24-7 machine that support has. So we've, we've had very open dialogues over the past couple months and really made a lot of progress in getting clarity just because there's been so much growth lately. It's sometimes you have to step back and say, okay, let's be clear who's doing what, what are these handoffs, and, and what's the center of gravity for each of those teams that has a very, you know, very important, unique value proposition as part of that customer engagement model. But unique and valuable, but everybody has to play as part of a team because like I was saying before, it's all about what that customer experience is and making that as smooth, clean, efficient, and effective as possible. That's awesome. Patty, assuming that everything and anything, everything was possible, um, what is your dream state of where Palo Alto's customers uh, should be or what should they experience? I know you talked about they need to have one sort of unique view. Uh, you talked about outside-in perspective. Um, is, there, is there a Nirvana stage for you this, that this is where you want that experience to be? Well, you know, I, I, one of the fascinating things in technology companies, especially companies that move very fast, is there's never going to be one perfect end state because what we're delivering is, is changing so fast. So, you know, if, if we were lucky enough that the world stopped, um, that would be the only way there'd be one, uh, one perfect end state. But the, 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 
the speed to enablement of the new capabilities that the customers are really seeing value quicker than what they what they have in the, the past that they feel that they're getting an outcome and not just you know shoved a product that that outcome is measurable for them um, I, I i i think we we in the industry need to put more of our metrics in terms of the outcomes that the the customers are getting and then work work our way back into our own companies of how do we enable that but it's uh, in the end it's not just our metrics it's really the the value that the customer is able to see the outcome that they're getting the speed of that outcome the value from that outcome that's what's most important and then we work back the metrics internally of how do we deliver that so that's a a big uh, a big transition for us and of course we have all the you know, day-to-day -day metrics that, that everybody running support PS and, and CS organizations have. But I personally think one of the most important things that we're doing right now is how do we instrument for our customers? How do we instrument for our partners? So we really have a handle on, on that. And then we work backwards into our own organizations. That makes sense, Patty. And you talk about metrics. Is there one metric that stands for you uh, as, as a customer experience metric? Now, I've heard NPS as one, but is there one metric that sort of unifies everything uh, from your perspective? Well, NPS is always good. I, I would say from a SaaS perspective, it's the, the ultimate is renewal. Um, if a customer is willing to renew that service, that meant they're getting value. So that meant the NPS scores were probably high. That meant their adoption in, in being able to get original uh, value out of that uh, service was probably up to what they were expecting. But in, in my mind, if, if you said you could only pick one, <laughs> renewal would be the one. Because ultimately, that's the customer saying, I'm willing to put more money in to to continue this relationship and that's this the, is the, they're, they're speaking with their dollars then this is uh, this is well said patty and with this we have come to uh, end of this podcast patty thank you for sharing your insights uh, today but before we let you go are there any uh, of your favorite business books podcasts or any resources that you would like to share with the audience uh Yes. Um, everything read Hastings. <laughs> I, I, I just think he, he has a way of, um, you know, and he has quite a number of podcasts. I encourage everybody to just listen to those while you're, you know, sitting in traffic in your car. Um, he just has a way of, of cutting through kind of the day-to-day -day mire that companies are, are uh, in and looking at the bigger picture, especially the, the bigger picture of how to move faster. Because in every day, it's easy to get beaten down of, oh, it's hard, this is gonna take a long time. I just find you know, his perspective and the interviews that he does um, very refreshing in that it really reminds you just that there's so you can move so much faster and if you have that mindset of that's what i need to do 
all the day-to-day -day why it's hard falls to the side a bit more and you're really focused on making those big steps forward especially from a, a growth perspective no i love his uh, all the readings all his podcasts and the things that he publishes in fact, I think he's kind of the Oprah Winfrey of the technology world. So. Exactly. Exactly. He puts it in. It, 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 I, I never drew that analogy, but that is a great one with him because he puts it in such a digestible, calm, um, but motivational. You know, don't get stuck in the mud and you are the one sticking yourself in the mud. You know, it's, it's uh, the morning mantra for... Uh, <laughs> for everybody in business, I think. I, I find him uh, great to listen to, very inspiring. Awesome. Hey, Patty, thank you so much for your time today. And uh, we wish you all the best uh, with your journey at Palo Alto Networks to, to drive that outside-in-view perspective that you want to. Fantastic. Great speaking with you.